All right, um, <laughs> we are now actually live. Uh, I say we are now actually live because me and Brian just had a 40-minute conversation. Um, we're probably getting close to wrapping things up. When I look over and I, why does it still look like it's not? Maybe it did uh, record. No, it did not. Oh. Yeah, that's what's recording now. Um, damn, that sucks. We were about, f- <laughs> we were like <laughs> exactly 40 minutes in and I heard like a weird noise and I look over and I don't see any of like the lines, the voice lines. Um, so yeah, we were actually having a pretty good run. Um, damn, it's exclusive content. It's going to be, uh, in the three of our minds forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, uh, yeah. Rookie mistake on my part. Um, happens to everyone, man. Yeah. We were, we were deep. We had a nice matcha conversation. We had a peach on earth drink. Well, we're, we're really going to take that whole conversation to the grave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, uh, and I don't know how to salvage this anymore. We, I mean, we can record another day if that works for you. Yeah, we can pick it up again. Um, I mean, we can talk for a bit. Yeah, I, I'm down for that too. I just didn't know if you wanted the whole the snap whole, thing. Yeah, we're going to, it sucked, guys. You missed it. It was like a nice pop. <laughs> it was a nice pour. The ASMR was great. Um, we yeah. loved we loved what we drank today. Yeah. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was the Amazing. best drink on the, best the show. Drink I've That's ever what had. I heard. Peach on earth, matcha tea. Um, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> man, that sucked. And that was such a smooth episode too. Um, man, we we talked about a bunch of stuff. Gosh, I hate myself. Um, so I mean, I could I could narrow it down real quick. So we started talking about how, um. You and Nani spoke about movies. Was am I a movie fanatic? I was like, not really. I kind of more in the moment kind of person. Yeah. I don't really know a lot of actors or directors or things like that. But um, I will remember, for instance, if like an actor and a director kind of occupy the same role. So, like Mel Gibson, who acted and directed Braveheart, or um, uh. Ben Affleck, who acted and directed in Argo, things like that, I'll remember. But I'm not a huge movie freak. Like, I don't know all the actors and what other movies they were in or how old they were or, wow, this is just, like, their other role. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. I don't really know any directors or producers or anything of worth, like, in in that area. Yeah. No content there. Um, But Nani does. And then we kind of shifted from there um we started talking about star wars and if uh, i was a fan or or what what was the way that i would recommend people to watch it in and i don't really have a recommendation i would just say chronological order but um the way i watched it was episode one two then four five six then three then seven eight weird order um it's a weird order but that was the way that i was exposed to it um simply because I was a young kid when I saw episode one, loved it. Of course, I didn't know much of the story. So all those who hated it, that's probably why I didn't hate it because I didn't really know much about Star Wars. Um, Episode two came out. Oh, that's great. You know, all the lightsaber scenes. Yeah. Great. Then I watched (laughs) episode um, four, five, and six, and I was like, what the heck is happening? Where are all the cool fights? You know, this is like an old dude swinging some dumb stick at like, 
uh, you know, all decked out. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, who's also old as heck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the actors are basically the same age. And I'm like, how does that even happen? But um, yeah, uh, that's the that's the order that I watched it, and I don't recommend that order to people, but I do recommend watching it in chronological order simply because unless you know nothing of the star wars world then all the surprises that star wars has for you as far as the storyline and who's who and what's what mm. are worthless you yeah know? um and yeah i think that's where oh. that's where we pivoted to so the, the ship. ship of theseus i think yeah. we can we can talk over again the ship of theseus uh, all right um yeah in case you guys do missed I, it we missed the whole uh the entire uh, intro this is Brian. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I guess the beginning of the podcast was. I'm like, really my my voice changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In case I didn't say it in the last episode, but uh, Willie's still in Texas, guys. Still uh, uh, through going through technical school, so it's still gonna be a minute till he comes back. Um, but yeah, this is Brian. If you guys listened to the last episode, this is a. Uh, oh yeah, there we go the poor. <laughs> This is uh, him and Nanny Vet are married. Uh, in case you uh, hear me refer back to Nanny Vet, happily, but happily, happily married. <laughs> she is standing ten feet away from us. So, uh, but yeah, um, I guess if you uh, if you're really interested in what we spoke about in the first uh, thirty minutes of this episode, that was uh, unrecorded. Uh, Brian has pretty much the same ideas as Nanny Vet. They're very similar. Sounded very similar to what we were talking about before. Because uh, we did, we went over like movies and, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much the same. I, I spoke about the Twilight Zone, pretty much the same thing. Um, but yeah, Brian's got the uh, Jon Snow cut. I feel like deja vu because I'm just re saying things I already said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we were going, uh, I don't know if you want to reintroduce but, but yourself. By, a cut, bit. by cut, you mean the hair, not the, the hair. like, I'm not like chiseled. Yeah, no, buff. I, no. Yeah, he's uh. I'm not cut like that. Mm-hmm. He's got the beard, got yeah. the long Jon Snow hair. I was saying because you know he walks. We drank some matcha tea, right? And he drinks mate. Yeah. Um, I thought they were the same thing for half a second at Whole Foods. I realized they're not. Matcha is much nastier. But yeah. uh, but yeah. So um, I guess let's pick up. We were just finishing up with the uh, the whole idea of the ship of Theseus um because we were talking about wandavision and stuff um so yeah i mean you mean let you want to give me your 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 standpoint on the show ship of theseus again right uh, so i completely agree with the way that it was used on the show um because it makes sense between machine and machine i'm just transferring some information to you um and if we're cut out and made the same so, for instance, like if you have a if you have a Mac, the screen on your Mac goes blank. Boom, you can't see anything. Right. You have to send your Mac to get repaired. Can't repair your Mac, man. Sorry, but your processor, all that stuff works. We're gonna just put your all your info, all your information, or if you had your information on you know the cloud, on mm-hmm. then we're just gonna put all that into this brand new Mac. Which same model, same year, same yeah. specs, all that stuff. Um, 
when did that computer that I sent stop being my computer and now this computer is my and the new computer is my computer now yeah uh, I don't think there was a time where you know that happened they're the same exact thing so at the end of the day this is my Mac whether you know whether it was the new one that was given to me or the old one that I sent in it's still my Mac yeah um, so as far as machines are concerned I think that that works when you're talking about maybe something more in depth or more complex like people mm-hmm. um like organizations uh when how much can you replace before it stops being mm-hmm. what you what it was originally intended to be or or whatever um i think there's a lot of organizations that fall prey to this mm-hmm. and for sure um you know, just just the other day, I was speaking with my aunt, and she was talking about a dental office that she used to work at. That then um, uh, the practice was sold to a corporation, okay. and a lot of people ended up quitting because you're not using the same level, high quality um, tools, and not giving the same amount of time to each patient as you were when you were a private practice. Mm-hmm. Now, as a corporation, you get, you know, utensils made, you know, somewhere else or with cheaper, things like that. You're just in there to do the job and get out. Um, so things change and people quit because maybe they it's changed too much. Yeah. But then again, they sold it to a corporation. So I think when it comes to the, the ship of uh, Thebes. Theseus. Theseus. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's still his ship no matter how much he changes on it because just like you would go and you, you know, I don't know, re redo a, a bathroom in your house or yeah. uh, renovate whatever. If you renovate your entire house, it would still be your house. Your name is still on the title. You still owe the, you know, $300,000 on it. Um, the debt's still yours. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to all that, I don't think that replacing things really change what the object was made for and mm-hmm. who it belongs to. Okay. Um, I guess that's kind of like to synthesize everything that I mentioned in the yeah. in the last conversation. And when it comes to institutions like um, like churches, like people, you hope that things change over time. You work consistently for things to change over time for the better, to renew things, to um, to replace things that no longer work or function well. Um, and when it comes to people as well, you know, you, mm-hmm. you change over time. doesn't mean that I stop being Brian or you stop being Jose simply because, hey, you know, next year, who knows, maybe I like matcha and I'm drinking matcha. Why? Because my taste buds mm-hmm. adjusted to it. I didn't always like mate. when uh, I started drinking mate when I was about consistently when i was about 20 and um haven't stopped since i love it but before it tasted horrible like it's so bitter leaves your tongue all green it uh, you know it stains your teeth like it's the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. um looking at it from a young man's perspective of like this doesn't really taste good yeah so yeah we all change over time doesn't mean we stop being who we are it's just we're evolving as people we're growing hopefully growing yeah yeah it's it's uh the way they used it in the show um i feel like we think about it a little bit different i see it more as like the new vision is not really the old vision even though it's the same body 
and now that he's got the same memories, I feel like he's not like vision anymore. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I went deep into that, that whole ship of Theseus thing. And, uh, if anyone's listening and they have no idea what we're talking about, the ship of Theseus is this idea that, uh, Theseus, it's like from Norse mythology, right? Not really important where it comes from, but the idea is that you have this ship, right? And let's say over a hundred years, you replace every single piece on that ship. Um, the, the planks, the sails, the mass, whatever. Um, at the end of those hundred years, is that ship still the same ship you start off with, right? And then uh, it goes even further into like, if the pieces you took off, if you like clean them up, you furnish them, and you built another ship, is that the original ship, right? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I never finished reading the the intro YouTube video, but uh, I don't think there's like a straight answer to that. You know, it's like everyone kind of, you know, decides on their own. Um, and I feel like neither one of the ships are really the ship of Theseus if Theseus is not around anymore. Right. Right. I feel like if he was still there, I mean, you could have them both. Both my ships are the ships of Theseus. But I guess since he's not there anymore, it's not really the ship of Theseus. Um, but like you said, it's like very simple. You know, you're talking about a boat. But at what point do like people change? Right. Are you actually change or are you just different? Right. It's deep. Is, you know this or, this can or go on how forever. often how often do you say that you know you're the ship of Theseus but you don't have any kind of craft craftsmanship that shows that you're the ship of, of um, Theseus yeah. right mm-hmm. so I guess in a way sorry for you know the pastor comment you know how often we say you know you're a Christian yeah but nothing about you shows that you're a Christian that you're a Christian yeah or that or uh, let me let me restate that nothing about you shows that you follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Christianity, I think over time has become seen as something negative because mm-hmm. we've um, kind of made it that way. And our our uh, thoughts and our um, words, nor our actions and our motives, um, they don't they don't synchronize. Right. Um, and. Unfortunately for us, that's the case. So that's why I say, you know, oftentimes you say we're, you're a Christian, but um, do you follow Jesus? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have that craftsmanships, um, his, the way that he did his craft, right? As a carpenter, for instance, uh, do you have those markings, mm-hmm. right? And I think that um, at the end of the day, you know, um, uh, Jose, you make you make stuff, right? With, with your hand, you build stuff. Mm-hmm. Um chances are that you have a way of building or a way of doing your particular your particular art when it comes to you know carving or you know drilling stuff together whatever it is that you do um if you're to do the the same thing right so um so you're building a bar if you're to mm-hmm. build another bar chances are you would start with the same way that you started the last bar mm-hmm. um same thing with like people who are into art who love to paint chances are you will be able to see the painting and say, oh, so-and-so probably painted this because there has a lot of similar things to it. Not that, oh, because they painted that painting first and they painted that painting second and that one's really theirs, but the second one isn't mm-hmm. as theirs as the first one. Yeah. Um, so I think that when it comes to, to, to the ship, uh, if this guy, Theseus, mm-hmm. if he had a role to play in building the ship or in renovating the ship, at the end of the day, it's going to have you're going to see proof of his handiwork yeah. on the ship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I did think about it. I, I started applying it to different things, right? And um, in case you guys don't know, Brian Ryan said a uh, pastor comment. It's because he is the pastor here at uh, Miami Temple, <laughs> part of the pastoral staff. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, at what point do I, like, at what point do I change enough things in the way I do things that I am now a Christian, right? Like, is it, you know, like, that's what I was thinking, right? Okay. I was thinking, like, you know, at what point um, do I s- stop doing things or that I start doing things again, let's say, and I'm no longer a Christian, right? Um, it's interesting. I, I got deep into that thought and, you know, mm-hmm. and it, like, it's this never-ending, uh, right. like, gravel road of, what about this and this and that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And you had said it before we realized we weren't recording, uh-huh. uh, things like organizations and stuff, right? Uh, like let's say, for example, a church, you know, you take out all the members and put in all new members. Is that still the same church? It's still technically the church because mm-hmm. it's not about, um, the building. The point is to keep growing the, ch- the, the church. church, right? Yeah. Overall in the sense that, uh, you're not necessarily growing. You don't necessarily have to grow in membership as far as like, oh, here at Miami Temple, we have 700 plus people. You know? yeah. um, it would be more of like if these people leave and go elsewhere and make other spaces of influence where they can act Christ-like and mm. um, follow Jesus there and make an impact there, awesome. You know, yeah. You're more than welcome to leave. And if other people come um, that hadn't been before or whatever the case may be, um, you know, the church doesn't really change much. I think if you were to, you know, make all the people leave and bring in a new set of people, I think it would still be the same uh, church. It would just be probably reaching a different demographic. Yeah. Uh, depending on, you know, the makeup of it. So I think the mission stays the same and the vision does as well. And as an or- organization, that's who you are. Yeah. So who you are doesn't really change. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, it's... uh. Like I said, it's just, there's never ending. You, it's like, it never, like, you know, there's no straight answer to it. But that was a pretty straight answer. Yeah. I mean, wh- when you compare it to church, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain things that you could say, like, all right, like at this point, you know, um, it changes. Uh, like a car, you know, like I could change the rims on my car, but it's still the same car to me. Um, yeah. I could even change the engine on it. And I feel, you know, I feel like if I change the interior, then it's like, all right, this is a different car. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm, I'm into all that that deep philosophical stuff that uh, doesn't really have answers. Um, I, I mean, bro, if if right now I drive my little Nissan Versa to a dealership and I take out another car, the the Versa is no longer my car. You know, my yeah, car yeah. is this new thing that I have now. Um, but also, you know, you can apply it to your finances. You know, at what point is that new car my car? Mm-hmm. Um, is mm-hmm. it when I yeah. sign off for it or is it when I finish paying it off? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's another way to look at it. Um, man, now you got me thinking. <laughs> Le- next episode, now that I have you on, we're going to talk about the uh, never ending space. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be on that forever. Um, so tell me, mm-hmm. how did you want, like, how did you become a pastor? How did I become a pastor? No, okay. no. Let me let me rephrase that. Uh-huh. Um, at what point did you want to become a pastor? I don't know if I 
necessarily wanted to become a pastor. Um, and I'll, I'll explain that. So when I was very little, my dad kind of started, not kind of, my dad started studying theology okay. to be a pastor. Um, he's a pastor as well. He's pastoring in uh, South America in a small country called Paraguay. Um, he's there with my mom and they do ministry together. But uh, when I was little, I just looked up to my dad. And so I mimicked him and everything he did. And uh, when, when he walked out the door with the Bible in his arm, you know, very like think, you know, way back in time where that was cool yeah. um, uh, or widely accepted. Right. This whole sense of like Christianity. Um, I would do the same. And yeah. so people would, you know, call me like pastorcito, which is little pastor in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and all my life, really, I kind of figured that that was what God was calling me to do or um, what circumstances pushed me towards where I felt the most passion and mm -hmm. conviction um, was doing uh, things at church or for church and meeting new people and getting to see how we grew together uh, and just the collaboration that um, a healthy church needs, right, in order to to survive and to not just to survive, but to give back to its community. So I always loved that. Um, I was involved in that. I was a, a youth leader. Then um, they saw potential in me. The, the pastor of, at that time of that church where I was um, going to, he saw potential in me. He, um, um, him along with the church board decided to, um, give me the responsibility of being a youth elder. Um, okay. And soon after that, I um, I applied to go to college in Puerto Rico. I went there for m my four years of theological training. Then um, came back to Florida, Orlando. Um, they were kind enough to give me a job as a youth and young adult pastor there. Okay. Um, it was my first experience, you know, just completely devoted and living off of um, ministry. Mm -hmm. And from there, the larger, I guess, organization that that church is a part of decided to, um, I guess, sponsor me to go to do a master's degree okay. um, in in a seminary. Um, the, it's Master's of Divinity. And so I went there. And the promises, you know, typically if you go, you get your master's done, then we'll have a job ready for you when you get back. Mm -hmm. And so when it was time for me to come back, they called me. And they're like, hey, you're going to Miami Temple. And I was like, oh. hey, sweet. Where is that? Yeah. I, I mean, I know where, like Miami, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what is that, you know? Um, and so that's how I ended up here. I, I didn't always want to be i mean i want to be that now obviously mm -hmm. um but i didn't always want to be that you know i saw my dad um i saw my parents kind of go through the whole um spiritual you know trials and spiritual formation and all those things and i was like man like that's that's not i'm okay you know i think i'm smart enough to you know be a doctor you know mm -hmm. in uh medicine obviously um mm -hmm. or to just be anything else i remember I was actually looking to go into the military. Um, I was part of a uh, JROTC program in high oh, yeah. school. Um, I was ranked pretty high among those cadets. And then um, 
I was I was loved by one of the ROTC instructors and yeah things didn't really pan out I was actually born with a birth defect which does not permit me to um, submerge my head underwater if okay. I do um, consistently for a long period of time then um, my ears will start to just like release like some something I don't know some like mm-hmm. liquid that's just gross um yeah so by the way you guys probably can't see me but i look perfectly normal it's not like an external birth defect (laughs) that's like whoa what is that it's more like (laughs) yeah he's got normal looking ears guys yeah yeah um yeah so that actually canceled out what i wanted to do as far as a military career and then after that i was like well i'll do the next best thing which is to be a cop right so i wanted to be a cop Particularly, I wanted to move on up quickly and um, become some kind of detective, um, and within the the the, the police force, and maybe yeah. later on something else. Uh, but when I was studying to do that, I was studying criminology and all this stuff. Uh, a lot of things happened in life that mm-hmm. kind of uh, tore away at what I thought I loved, what I thought was valuable to me, where. I spent most of my time and um, that was just kind of taken, you know, those things were taken and I had to reassess my life. And I was like, man, what is it that I truly value and why do I value it? Yeah. Um, why do I spend my time, you know, um, why do I invest in uh, these things, these people? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I heard it loud and clear at, you know, it was, it was almost 3 a.m. on a, on a school night. Uh, yeah. And I went online and I, well, I didn't go online. It was old school. So I had to kind of like do the whole paper thing, right? Kind of yeah. um, write in black ink, print, whatever, boom. Put an envelope and send it. And so I did that around 3 a.m. On a, on, a, on a weekday. And never heard back from the school, bro. That school in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Never heard back from it. Um, I assumed I was accepted. I just went there, dude. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I went. Uh, when I got there, we don't have any of your paperwork. Oh, all right, cool. So, um, it was just crazy because they didn't have my paperwork, but they they had they have my my submission paperwork, but they had mm-hmm. all my other stuff. Yeah. So like the classes and all that, whatever that I had taken before. And so they gave me credit for everything. Um, I just had to uh, apply online. And yeah. then they accepted me literally like within the hour. Yeah. Um, and that was that. That kind of spiraled. It, my life kind of spiraled out of control according to, you know, what my life was, what, what my world was then, which is honestly looking back really small. Like mm-hmm. I was very dramatic <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, the time in in going to school and studying and coming back every summer to kind of do some kind of practicum that had to do with helping uh, youth in different churches. Yeah. That's what kind of cemented my passion and, and my love for, for, yeah, for, for youth and young adults in, in church. Yeah. And that's actually, uh, I did not know that you blew my mind the way, um, never heard that story before. What what uh, part? All of it. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I've uh, 
I've always liked that those uh not not like not that like I sit down and listen to like pastoral stories. Uh-huh. Um but those like those moments of calling and stuff and and like people that never yeah, really planned on being pastors and it's I, like I was crying in my shower, man. I was crying in my shower. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Um yeah, it's uh Oh, that shouldn't say that. Um but yeah, that's cool. So like so they sent you down here and that was maybe what a, a year and a half ago? Yeah, just about. Um I got here January towards the end of January. Yeah. And I'm guessing you met Nani Vet in Puerto Rico. I met Nani Vet in Puerto Rico. Funny thing, Nani Vet, super smart, high school, skipped a grade, went straight to college. Um she was finishing her fourth her last her senior year in college right. and i was coming in my freshman year of college when we met oh, um, weird yeah no. <laughs> we got to be friends I, I am older than her you know mm-hmm. uh, like i said i wanted to study something else that's why yeah. i kind of went for the first two years and then i before you know the 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 federal assistance of you know fafsa yeah uh stopped because i i don't know how it is now but back then it was for six years okay um so did the first two years uh nonsense and then the latter four years at in, in puerto rico and since it's a you know part of the united states then mm-hmm. fafsa is all good down there um which is actually if you think about studying anywhere you should go to puerto rico super cheap classes are super cheap they still accept uh you know federal student aid um and uh you'll probably have leftover money are there classes in Spanish? Uh, the classes, yes. Uh, in most schools, I believe the classes will be in Spanish. But all, I would say almost all of the textbooks they use, you can find in English because if they have them in Spanish, there'll be a, tra- uh, a translator. translation from the yeah. English textbook. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that's like a, like a, a big thing within the church i guess a lot of people go to puerto rico i guess i remember like when i was that age that people were leaving to college uh-huh. a lot of people were going to puerto rico and stuff and i looked into it and i was like man it sounds super cool i'll go to puerto rico um and someone was like yeah all the classes in spanish i'm like no never mind because i no that's good bro it'll sharpen your spanish uh and when you're done there you can be like hey guys like yo i know i know spanish man. <laughs> um and uh, you're studying nursing right yeah. now, right, Jose? So the nursing program back when you would have probably gone, when did you graduate high school? 2018. When did I? When? Oh, well, yeah. So if you would have gone, I think the nursing program would have still been up there. I don't know how it is now, to be honest. Um, but you would have had a really good professors, really good director for yeah. that particular uh, nursing program. And um, I want to say that the percentage of the students that passed or what is it? An- the NCLEX. Yeah. NCLEX, yeah. Um, it's like astronomically high. Yeah. So. No, yeah, I heard it was good. It, it was, it's a really good school. My grandpa went there for uh, theology. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, millennials ago. Um, that was when they first built the school. <laughs> that that's how a lot of major schools started you know you have uh, you know harvard and princeton and all of these they st- actually started with theology uh-huh. um oh, i don't know that then that then you know dive most ivy league schools yeah that's how they started mm-hmm. so the 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 educated people among the community were 
the pastors or the yeah. priests or you know the 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 clergy yeah interesting interesting um i know this fo- probably feels like a short episode to you guys but we've been talking for maybe like an hour and a half at this point yeah. um before we 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 start to cut it and stuff um i know you have tea talks right yeah you want to tell us a little about tea talks well it's it's kind of like this in, in, in a way um so i'll drink my mate that you mentioned and um i'll invite someone to sit down at the table with me and we'll have a conversation uh, much like we're having right now uh and i'll just ask them you know what they're passionate about um Mm -hmm. you know what they love to do etc um why they come because usually they are members of miami temple so i'll ask them you know why they come to miami temple how long they've been coming what has helped them stay in Miami Temple? And given some some of these people are young people, and so they come because their parents kind of make them come, right? Um, mm. But uh, being able to kind of see where they're at in life and what it is that they're doing, what they enjoy to do, and then building bridges between everyday life and um, your spiritual walk with God and being able to say, um, you know, s- simple comments like the conversation you brought up about this guy's ship right right um and being able to translate that to to church that's basically mm-hmm. what what tea talks is about um and it serves us right uh right now it serves not it serves us right but it, it it does give us an insight into the minds of our young people here at this church because we're all still away right we haven't opened up yet yeah. We won't be opening up till probably May. Um, and so we still have like another month to go. Um, and throughout this whole year that I've been here, that mm-hmm. we've had this pandemic. Sorry for bringing it with me. Um, <laughs> that's the best way we felt like we could get to know one another is yeah. through having these conversations that typically, you know, how many people from church, honestly, pick up the phone and call you, Jose? Nah, not much. Not yeah. many. Yeah, I I would say very very few. You could probably yeah. count them with, with your hand. hand. Yeah. yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difficulty that we're having, and so for people to be able to know each other, even though they don't have those conversations, mm-hmm. so that when we do open up once more, and we're kind of getting rid of this whole uh, COVID thing, as more vaccines become available and things like that, and people continue to be safe. Um, then when we open, we might have something to talk about because I watch the tea talk and I say, oh, wow, Jose, wow, you're passionate about that. Oh, you study nursing. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Dude, I'm thinking about studying nursing too if they're younger, you know, or hey, you know, I did nursing. It didn't work out for me, but I mm-hmm. hope it works out for you. It doesn't matter what the comment is. Yeah. Point is people will get to know one another in a little bit better. That's what tea talks is really about. And yeah, it's kind of like the main event for our vespers series Mm -hmm. so vespers if you don't know what it is is typically a worship service that is set up and geared towards um the younger crowd so teenagers and collegiates yeah and uh that is the bulk of it the bulk of it is that conversation because sometimes we like to preach to people and we like to get a message across and some information across but what we want to focus on here um, is to form a collective relationships with one another that 
in the end have um, co- a collective impact. Yeah. And just like with, with anything, um, if you fail or you succeed as a collective, the more impact it'll have. And so obviously we're hoping to succeed. Um, yeah. And we want to just have a huge impact. I think that, you know, Jesus kind of showed us the way to do that. And um, we can kind of see that playing out in our young people here at Miami Temple. Yeah. yeah I have I have personally been on detox. Yeah, uh, yes, you have. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I love the idea of it. I love, uh, I love bringing the youth more involved into the church. I've always said it. I feel like the youth get kind of pushed to the side. Yeah, you can say uh, us, though, because you're a pretty young person. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are all youth, uh, technically. But, uh, yeah, it's like I, I've always felt like um, churches kind of don't put enough attention on the youth. On um, us, yeah. On us, yes, man, <laughs> I keep saying the youth. Uh, on us, um, for whatever reason, I get it, you know, the board is made up of older people. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, serious stuff. But as a young person, I'm not really thinking about that, you know. Right. Um nor so. should you have to be in a place to have to think about those things all the time. Exactly. But um, I think that we're getting there, Jose. Uh, yeah. As as people with more, uh, with different talents, right? Maybe more of leadership talents come into or are introduced to, you know, the faith or this church. Mm-hmm. We'll have um, a more open mindset on yeah. the way to move forward. And I believe that um, things will begin changing. And unfortunately, change is very slow to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all test that with all the things that are currently happening in our country. Yeah. Um, that the things that you thought were squashed out haven't been squashed out. That mm-hmm. the things that you thought were worked out haven't been worked out. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of healing that needs to take place. And so that's no different when it comes to uh, this church in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of healing that needs to take place because much like you're saying the youth, the youth, the youth, um, chances are that comes from, you know, the conversations you have at home where your parents call the youth, the youth. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you mimic that language when, you know, we're talking, you're like, wait, hold on. I'm a young I'm person the, too. Yeah. Um, and I think that that language, um, the way that we reciprocate language is also the same way that we reciprocate um, our relationship with God, uh, you see it with our relationship with other people. Yeah. And so you have people in different churches that perhaps have gone there all their lives, but don't really have that many friends or haven't really spoken to many people. Yeah. Um, and that in turn, you can say, well, I wonder I wonder if, if you're not so hot on relationships, if you're not so hot on serving other people or picking up the phone and calling Jose, how many times are you picking up you know, or you're putting down your knees and, you know, praying to God, it -hmm. it probably goes hand in hand. And so that's what I mean with a lot of healing. Um, This church also needs a lot of healing with um, when it pertains to their relationship with God and trying to jump over the hurdles of um, an old generation that, you know, still believes in God wanting prime and proper over, um over genuine and open 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of what, what we're dealing here, you know, with here. And, and we hope that T-Talk kind of opens the floor for people to see a genuine aspect of who each person, each guest is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll definitely link it when I when I post this. Oh, so you sweet. guys can check yeah. out. Thanks so much. Check it out. Um, but yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining. For yeah. coming along, you got it, man. So it's, uh, it technically should have been an hour and twenty long uh, episode, but it's gonna probably be like a forty minute episode. It's forty minutes right now. It's forty minutes. Yeah, we're at forty minutes. Oh a- wow! After we canceled, wow, at- wow! After we realized we weren't, yeah, we're just having a nice conversation. Look, uh, <laughs> check that out. Um. So yeah, it's not not that short, not as short as I thought it was gonna end up being. But uh, thank you for coming for coming on. I loved it, man. Thank for you sure. So much. Uh, I have you back on. I have Nanny back on at some point. Okay. Or uh, pick your brains on some things. Please. Um. So yeah, thank you. It's been a, it's been a while. I've been saying I was like, oh, I gotta invite these people on forever. Um. Uh, so I'm I'm glad I finally got around to it. Sweet. Well, I'm I'm happy you did as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh. So yeah. Next time I'll make sure to start recording from the beginning. You so we can get the whole uh, the whole pop, the drink, the intro. <laughs> practice makes perfect man yeah this is only in my 30 second episode you know <laughs> yeah keep practicing keep practicing that's what they te- that's what i'm gonna tell you oh practice makes perfect but you had you to you're never practicing. gonna stop practicing you know? yeah you can't really be perfect i'll definitely remember uh for the next time i got you bro i'll remind awesome. you yes please do <laughs> all right so uh yeah i guess we'll end it here thank you for thank you for coming on sweet man bye